0: And welcome to another episode of Two Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the street rat head. Two headed game master is a <laughs> oh,
1: We're growing another head. Hello. <laughs> Sexy. Nice. Good voice. Sharif and I am the weird head.
0: Weird head today. That's right. Uh, folks, we have a third head joining us. Um, We'd to... Like to welcome Sharif back. Yeah. He's been on the show before. You may remember. Sometimes. He's played with us, and we've also talked about. Uh, we've talked about character creation and just other RPG stuff, and he is back. Uh, for another one. Today, so thank you, thank you for joining
1: us. I'm happy to be here. It's it's only the second session, but. With my listening habits, it feels like I've been here since the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. And lucky treat for everyone joining today. Uh, today, we're starting some new play, some new actual play
2: mm. on I think the podcast. you could say
0: today one or two more times. Today. Today we're gonna do it today. Today, yeah. Today. So, what are we gonna play? Well, Cosmo,
2: today? it's uh, <laughs> it's. Um, why don't you give a little intro? It's a little uh, sci-fi. Yes. Yeah,
0: something new. Something new-ish. Uh, okay, so um, listeners might remember um, earlier this year we played a short uh adventure with enzo in the uh cyborg Cyborg. game system um and there was a lot of things in the cyborg game system we really liked and so what we are playing today is a hack of cyborg uh that we wrote up with an all new setting so instead of a you know a dark gritty cyberpunk city uh, we are going to be playing a new thing that we came up with called Dangerous Spacemen Against the Shrieking Void. And Dangerous Spacemen is a retro sci-fi adventure where the solar system... You know what? Maybe we just read the intro. Maybe. For everybody. Okay? Dangerous Spacemen Against the Shrieking Void. It is the year 2007. Humanity has left Earth and begun to spread across the solar system only to find that Seoul has been conquered before. Ruins of an alien empire span from Mercury to the gas giants. The lost civilization of the great elders who came to Seoul billions of years ago set the planets in their orbits and seeded them all with life. All this they did in pursuit of some terrible cosmic purpose before they mysteriously vanished. Now Earth, unified under the hegemony of Luna in the late 20th century, projects colonial power through military might and an inexhaustible conscript population, while the Jupiter Mining Company controls the Galilean moons, turning their vast corporate resources to exploiting the many new worlds. And the ominous return of the Great Elders hangs like a specter over all of Seoul. For 50 years now, both superpowers have struggled for control of the system, while independent crews and colonists attempt to make their own way in a hostile system. From the jungles of Venus, where Neanderthals hunt mighty dinosaurs and are hunted in turn, to the asteroids of the belt crawling with insectoid hive aliens, out to the icy moons, to the icy oceans of Europa, where mysterious tentacled creatures lurk beneath the waves. soul teems with life and danger. Military forces clash with corporate mercenaries. Researchers work to unravel the lost secrets of the past. And sinister alien-worshipping cults take root on frontier moons and amidst the darkness of space. This is the future. This is soul in 2007. So, Dangerous Spacemen Against the Shrieking Void is a game of adventure, danger, and exploration. It is a game about gunslinging rogues and swashbuckling space explorers. Uncovering alien ruins, fighting to the last bullet, desperately repairing the ship and finishing the mission in time to get paid. Players take on the role of independent crews, parties of researchers, scavengers, investigators, pirates, mercenaries, prospectors, miners, all trying to make it in the hard solar system. You may work for other factions, take corporate contracts, and get involved in the alien conspira- or the alien mystery at the heart of Sol. But remember, the only ones you can count on are yourself and your crew so that is dangerous spacemen, and we are going to begin with character creation so All right uh you guys already have a little bit of concept we, of what your characters want
2: to be we do mm. have a backstory already cooked
1: and done I'm already cooked and ready well, to go <laughs> it's still in the oven but it's nearing the stage when it is edible. So we start *Endangered Spaceman with
0: a background. There's a selection that you, there's a number that you can pick from or you can roll for them, or you can kind of come up with your own. This just kind of informs where you came from and uh, a little bit about your worldview in this solar system so what did you guys come up with for background Oh, well,
2: so we made up our own like okay.
0: i was
1: saying um do you have a name i gave myself the name of jahar jahar um so you're you're a boy i could be a boy just a boy boy jahar well yeah I mean, boy you know. jahar i'm, <laughs> I'm jahar my I'm gonna gonna voice.
2: inform my name and gender um remember who's how we talked about it. Anyway, so let's tell our backstory before we get into Yeah, uh, let's yeah. Let's hear who you guys so, are. Jahar and my yet unnamed character uh, both found themselves at a young age in the um, Homogeny Academy. I don't think we made a name for it. Hegemonic Academy. Hegemonic Academy for
1: psionically gifted mm, youths. youths. <laughs> <laughs> With a <laughs> determined and purposeful um, benefit, inevitably. Well, you know, so you know language.
2: where this is going. Uh, it's a, an academy for... Government, uh, military academy. Kids that use, you know, psionics. So, of course, it's going to be a shit place to grow up in, mm-hmm. right? You know, they, like, do little experiments, you know, force us to hone our powers, you know, very abusive culture. Maybe make us fight each other a little bit. You know, the classics... <laughs> right, so obviously that sucks. Um, uh, my character, yet unnamed, um, they were picked off the streets of uh, you know a huge earth city. Um, a lot of street rats, street urchins. Nobody gives a shit when they go missing. Uh, you know, I started showing an aptitude for psionics, so I got grabbed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I came to the academy.
1: And myself, I, Jahar, um, was born into a more noble family among the existing Earth, or perhaps Luna, Mm -hmm. ruling families, and from a young age, extremely young age, I gave a lot of my familial relations the creeps. (laughs) I didn't like playing in the traditional way and when they gave me musical instruments I turned them upside down and tickled them in weird ways and did strange things (laughs) with them. I uh, was spotted uh, by recruiters for the Psionic Academy at a very young age and since then have been tutored and preened to be in a role of psionic leadership through my gifted innate abilities in the psionic arts Mm -hmm. and thus i found myself in one of the premier the oxford of psionic academies um where i am generally one of the top performing students however um as many of the other students are at the psionic academy i uh don't really get along well with a lot of the other kids i keep to myself i uh Get good grades, but... <laughs> Keep your grades up. I get good grades, but I don't really get picked first for dodgeball.
2: Okay. Uh, so we uh, met each other, um, and, you know, there was some, like, you know, school camaraderie. You know, like, maybe Jahar was getting bullied. You know, I stepped in, and, you know, then we were friends ever since. You know, strong bonds. I kind of look at Jahar as a... Uh, a younger sibling, even though we might be the same age, uh, you know, I'm the street wise, tough kid,
1: and he's the like sensitive prodigy, if you will. Mm, yeah, good, I, good I dynamic. Never really had good connection and relation with my existing siblings, so the idea of finding someone who I can consider a sibling in my life has been that's good, it's been quite helpful.
2: Okay, uh, and then of course, you know, when we were teenagers and started to, you know, get our own sense of us as as people. You know, we saw where the academy was leading and did not like that. And so we bailed. We ran away. And um I have an idea about uh you know Mm -hmm. part of that character prompt of like, you know, yeah yeah. who we owe. We probably owe the people who like smuggled us out. That's good. We and Don't worry, listeners, we'll get to that when we actually begin playing. But yes, so we escaped um, the academy and have been on the run. Okay. So, let's actually get some stats down, eh?
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so the next bit in character creation is training and credits. Um, We're going to kind of gloss over the credits part we talked about, because you guys are the situation you find yourselves in. Mm -hmm. But... uh, The next part of character creation in Dangerous Spaceman is you select your training background, which gives you a permanent sort of advantage in a specific area. So what are your guys' respective training backgrounds?
2: Well, I think, um, so it's a list of, there's 20 options, Mm -hmm. um, right? So it's one of those, like Cyborg, right? It's a Cyborg hack. Uh, You can roll for stuff or you can just pick it off the list. Um, So I was thinking of just rolling a couple times, seeing what came up
0: for my character. But Jahar, Um, we kind of already know what you want to be. Yeah,
1: I think I certainly have uh, a significant amount of training in Psy conditioning, despite my young age and my unassuming appearance. Uh, Perhaps also have a touch of higher education. Well, you you pick one. I pick one. (laughs) Well, I think it's pretty easy then. Yeah. yeah, I think you should probably
2: go for side Conditioning, right. which grants an extra psionic power.
1: But
0: uh, Dane, you're going to roll for a couple and see which, yeah, one, sounds see best.
2: which one sounds best. What's an in- investigator? Advantage rules related to clues, evidence, okay. That's interesting. That might actually work well. Station security does not work
1: business school does not work So do you want to say you're rolling these and corresponding the numbers to what's listed on this Yeah it's a page. he's rolling a d20
0: and then and then looking at what the result is
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Safari uh, guide
2: Safari guide was the other option and I think I'm just going to go with
0: investigator
2: that mm. That's that pretty seems good. to fit better Advantage
0: you know? to clues and it doesn't have to be like you know formal training at no, a police like, academy you know, or something I'm good at that right it's, yeah.
1: you know I feel like although you the the idea of being an investigator kind of aligns with somebody who's more cerebral, um, you could use the skills of investigator to kind of be a more player of action where yeah, I'm the more one that gets i'm the I'm the character that sometimes gets stuck in cerebral loops
2: mm-hmm. um, And you know probably I mean that fits quite well with like me sussing out you know the the bad future mm. of the academy for us right. and then you know putting together a, a plan to get out of there. Hmm. All right, so advantage to clues, evidence, and analysis.
1: Evidence, and anal. anal, analysis. <laughs> yeah. I would say most detectives and investigators kind of have that trait. <laughs> those that I've known, which are pretty much only those through Those on TV.
2: (laughs) (laughs) alright Um, did you figure out Jahar's gender yet? Yeah, Jahar will
1: be a Jahar will be a a young man. A man. A young man. A a young he
2: him. I'm just gonna do an odds or evens. So, I will be, uh, Kira, or Kiki. To Jahar. Or, you know, my family, which is a family of one,
0: Jahar.
1: (laughs) Mm. Older sister.
0: Yes. Okay, what's next? Next, uh, we move on to attributes. So, in Dangerous Spaceman, there are six attributes. We have strength for melee combat. Lifting, climbing, throwing. Classic. That's a classic RPG one. That's in all the RPGs. Uh, We have agility, which is single-shot weapons. Dodging stealth, acrobatics. We have presence, which is uh, burst fire weapons, driving, persuasion and deception. This is kind of like charisma, but there's also some action associated with it. Uh, Then we have toughness, explosives, mechanics, intimidation, suffering, pain or illness. Uh, And then we have smarts, which is piloting, science, technology, puzzles. Oh, I hope there's puzzles. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love puzzles. Uh, and then we have <laughs> weirdness, which is psionics, occultism, alien, weirdness, out in the, out in the dark. So the way you uh, determine your attributes in Dangerous Basement is you roll a positive d4 and a negative d4. So you roll 2d4, you say one of them is a positive number, one of them is a negative number. You do that six times and that's going to give you a bonus of either, you know, between negative three and plus three. Do that six times and assign them to the attributes that you want to build the best version of the character the way you want them to be. Okie dokie. So if you know you're gonna be a weirdo,
1: save your you know positive three. I'm gonna for go your ahead stat. and assume that was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: So Kiki is rolling three. first. Um, I'm just going to roll six times and then decide. I'm not gonna like you mm-hmm. know, do the hell yeah man. Kiki gonna be statted. Kiki doing good. Okay, I mean, that's still a plus it's one. It's still all positives so far. That's a two. Fuck yeah, man. Kiki gonna be statted to the fucking gills. You
1: Three can, threes? This you, is insane. You can get negatives. You, yeah. yeah.
0: And usually you do, but there's I guess... a negative. All right, there's... there's Kiki's got one too. negative
2: stat. And that's six. All right, so... Negative stat
0: for Kiki. Why don't you think of how you're going to assign him and Sharif rolls his? Yeah. This is the
1: intense action phase, right? Where I roll. Which one (laughs) positive? Uh, Left will be positive, right will be negative. Okay. Zero. All right. And I broke the (laughs) immediately. (laughs) Negative one. Well, this is a bit in character. (laughs) Zero. Wow. Oh boy. I need older siblings for <laughs> a very determined reason. And oh it's because hey, I'm not super good Lord. at most things. Negative one. Okay. Good news is. Hold on, I got one more.
2: You need two positive zero, zero
1: stats. Okay, so does zero count as a
2: positive?
0: It does not. Is that all six of yours? Yes. All right. Um. You may roll in order or roll six times and assign the bonuses as you choose. Reroll your entire character if you don't have a positive modifier in at least two attributes. And zero is not Not. not positive. So you're negative across the board. (laughs) Wipe wipe those numbers and roll again. Now, you don't necessarily have to do this if you want to play an idiot or, you know, a failure. And just, like, accept the negative rolls. But there are some things that you can't have without some positive stats.
1: Again, I'm going to take that as constructive criticism. (laughs) Zero two, we have a positive on the board.
2: On the board,
1: folks. Two. That's better. better. This is better. Can't do. Negative one, which is fine. Which is fine. Zero. Uh huh. Big three. Big three. Negative one. (laughs) Okay, so I have. Uh, two zeros, two negative ones, and two twos. Okay. Well, that's that.
0: that's a legal character.
1: All right. Let's go over to Kiki
0: and see how you're distributing your attribute. Uh, well,
1: I'm
2: taking a negative two in smarts, uh, piloting science technology puzzles. Kiki, not so good at those. That's okay. Uh, I'm using my one for weirdness because I did, after all, Go to the psionic academy, mm-hmm. so I need at least some psionic power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't decided what's gonna take my two, I think agility is probably gonna take two, and then threes everywhere else. So, out of the physical attributes, not as agile as some, but you know, big, beefy arms and shoot, and you know, you're a tough gal
1: tough gal. I feel like Kiki is a bit Mikasa from uh, Attack on Titan. Uh, don't know that one. Yeah, sorry, don't Wing know. Wing and a miss. I tried to watch it. It's it's just I didn't get very far, Too anime. Like, yeah, I, you know, it's not really my thing. I liked the first season at one point. I thought it was fun. Kiki
0: has to go blow her nose. <laughs> All right, Jahar,
1: where have you placed your attributes? So. Um, I swear it's not just a gaming to to, to combat the poor skills of Kiki, mm-hmm. but I have placed my highest attributes, uh, those of plus two, in smarts and weirdness. Okay. I feel like weirdness is a given,, yeah. and that I was chosen to be more of a leader in the uh, academy. Smarts kind of make sense. I have chosen my two neutral roles of zero for agility, and presence, I'm not necessarily gifted mm-hmm. in being agile. They're just average. I would, you know, to some degree, I think of River from Firefly, the the Academy mm-hmm. kid who uh, is strangely super agile and has yeah super high dexterity. And um, presence. Sometimes I have the tendency to upset people more than persuade <laughs> them. <laughs> and then my two uh, detrimental attributes, those of negative one, I've given to strength. Has never been the way I fight my battles with my muscles and toughness. Um, It hurts. (laughs) Okay. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts, yeah. It hurts.
0: All right. So, next, uh, we move on to armor. There is a mechanic in uh, character creation here where um, the, the money that you get from your training, like what training you have, that gives you some starting money and that plays into what kind of gear you start with. But you guys are kind and of runaways. assuming that. You're starting with just the basics for everything. So uh, you each have light armor, uh, light plating or ballistic materials only covering vital areas. That gives you negative two to incoming damage, or sorry, negative D2, which is a you know a D4 cut in half. Yep. And uh, your speed is fast. Fast. For both of you. Uh, Dangerous Spaceman is not designed to be played on a grid. All the ranges and speeds are abstract. They're either just fast, slow, close, or far away type, type of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, next, we move on to weaponry. So... Uh, You can choose either loadout A, which is one backup weapon and two primary weapons, or loadout B, which is one backup weapon and a heavy weapon. Um, What are you guys thinking? You guys are rocking.
2: Um, Well, I think um, Kiki's definitely a heavy weapons gal. That's Um, fucking cool. (laughs) And um, I, I think we talked about it, but I'm not quite sure about um, Jahar, you have a weapon, but like Kiki is,
1: you know, the weapons expert. So like things generally um, work better for us when you carry the the heavy weapons and I don't, I'm not (laughs) responsible for uh, toting my own weight.
2: Yeah. All right. So let's see, heavy weapons. uh, It's a machine gun.
0: Okay. So you got a machine gun and what's your backup weapon?
2: My backup weapon. Let's see here. Probably a melee of some kinds. An energy wand seems appropriate. That's cool. Or like a a shock stick, or you know, something
1: like that. Something you lifted from the security Um, office on our way out of the academy. A
0: small melee weapon.
1: You know that does energy damage. Okay. Non-lethal. That's uh, a could still be dangerous.
0: So uh, that's a little feature of Dangerous Spaceman is when you select your weapons, a lot of them can be either kinetic or energy. They can be a laser, or they can be a bullet, or they can be a knife, or they could be, you know, a taser or whatever. You have to pick that when you pick your weapon, and then you might run into an enemy who mm-hmm. is resistant to one or the other of the damage types. Uh, so just keep that in mind.
1: And Jahar, what is, what is he rocking? So I think, uh, in regards to choosing loadout A, which is mm-hmm. a backup weapon and two primary weapons, or loadout B, similar to Kiki, which is backup weapon and a heavy weapon, I definitely would not be a heavy weapons person considering my stature and mm-hmm. my my strength and, and toughness. Uh, I'm definitely more of a loadout A. Okay, um, you can also you can take less if you don't carry. Yeah.
2: Or you could give me. Yeah, well, I think
1: I might. <laughs> so, and, and in terms of damage types. Um, I'm not sure if you guys ever read uh, The Dresden Files, which I feel like is a bit is a bit weird, but... I know um, of it, have not read any of it. One feature of The Dresden Files I liked is that the main character, who is a modern-day wizard, who solves, like, average, everyday, you know, disappearing person crimes, is that because he's a wizard and has influence with the dark arts, he has difficulty operating modern uh, electronics... <laughs> <laughs> they, seem, they seem to fail around him, and, mm. and anything that sort of requires an electrical pulse doesn't really work for him. So he keeps he keeps things as analog. analog as possible, and I feel like that kind of jives with the character that I am. I don't really like to get too spicy or advanced. I want to keep things analog. Okay. So I feel like uh, for me, just general um, primary weapons that are either analog mechanical pistols. Okay. Or perhaps something that's a little more up-close and uncomfortable and, and disturbing, like a, a hooked blade. A sword. A sword that's a bit curved okay. for for taking off limbs might... So what are you thinking? Uh, like die. a sidearm? And then... Yeah, perhaps dual sidearms. Okay, you Sne- can do that. Sneaky smallers. Yeah. Uh, all right. So
0: the uh, the damage and the features are listed here. So just make a note of those on your weapon. And then if it uses ammunition, then you all start with uh, ammunition of D8 for each weapon. And we'll get into how ammo works as we uh, as we play.
2: Perfect. Um, real quick, uses health points.
0: Um... Yes, sorry, we glossed over that
2: which uh, everybody starts at 10 and then you add your toughness modifier Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so in Kiki's case she starts with 13 health Mm -hmm. points the maximum amount of starting HP Uh, and then your carrying capacity how many things you can carry in addition to the weapons equipped is 6 plus your strength value so uh, just keep that in mind as you start like picking things up and carrying things around um, Jahar, what's your toughness? Uh, a negative one. Okay, so your starting HP is nine.
1: Ten plus toughness. Mm-hmm. All right. And my inventory, six plus strength of normal items. Mm-hmm. So what's your strength? Minus, minus one, one as well. so, five. so five. Five, five is how many things?
0: Uh, there are some. Uh, there are some additional... Like utility gear items, but I don't think you guys have the money to be buying any of them. I don't think we So to we're gonna them. just we're gonna start rough without them. Um, then the n- last thing we get to is psionic powers. Ooh, baby! For the good stuff. Character creation. The good stuff. Any character with a positive modifier in weirdness can be a psionic. Your weirdness bonus is the number of psionic powers you can learn roll or select from the powers list when using a power you have to do a weirdness roll um sharif jahar chose uh side conditioning so you get a plus one Mm -hmm. so your weirdness is two which means you actually get to pick three powers and kiki you're a weirdness of one so you get to pick a psychic power that's quite in character i feel (laughs) i do
1: It's lining up really well with what we talked about before. So So, Uh, what psionics are you guys taking? When it came to the genesis of who these characters are, um, and this is me out of character, um, we had talked about perhaps having one character who is the summoning creatures of the void character, Mm -hmm. and another character, the guardian character, who is the telekinesis, control the creatures of the void summoned by... The weirdness well, character. The telepathy,
0: not telekinesis. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two, two different things. Telepathy. Two different mind so powers.
2: So, Kiki will be taking telepathy. Okay.
1: Yes. Uh, And Jahar is taking... Summoning. Summoning. And I get two additional. hmm I think I will also take Cerebral Pulse. Okay. Which is an attack psionic power, but one that is potentially harmful to yep. the people around me, which is a bitten character. Mm-hmm. And I think I may also take, well, I feel like Seance would normally work, although you're the character. Kiki is the character who is the investigator.
0: Yeah, but you're the one who sees the weird, Mm. the weird Yeah, so like you could, you know, I see
2: that working quite well. Like, you know, you find, you pull a thread, avoid thread. I put the pieces
1: together, you know? I do like that. I will take Seance. I will take Summoning, Cerebral Pulse, and Seance. Okay. All
0: right, and that is our characters. So let's uh, let's revisit the prompt that um, we started with, and we will drop into play with our ready to go characters. Hell yeah! Fucking rip it! You guys already popped. Yours. Yeah, I popped them earlier. All right, for many... Venus is a place of opportunity, where those seeking a new life on the frontiers go to escape the reach of Earth, or the Jupiter Mining Company. On Venus, they join up with other like-minded pioneers, braving the dangers of the prehistoric jungles together. For many, Venus is a place of hope. For many, but not for you. Fate has not been kind to you adventurers. You find yourself in the Broken Fang, a cheap and dirty roadside tavern deep in the Aphrodite jungle On the very edge of human civilization, down to your last credit chips, nursing your last drink, you brood on what went wrong for you to end up here, millions of miles from civilization. Where did you guys come from? We talked about that. D twenty times a thousand credits in debt. To whom? With no prospects on the horizon. Let's uh, let's have that debt roll real quick. All right. 12,000 oh, 12,000 12, credits in debt uh, to whom you guys talked about a smuggler uh, or a yep, coyote who got you, off of, yeah. got you hmm. off of the moon who took us
2: uh, away from the academy um, had to pay him well we didn't pay him <laughs> We've probably paid as much as we could, which yeah. was obviously not, not enough, enough, because now we still owe them 12,000 creditos. Mm.
1: I certainly feel like without you establishing that connection and promising an IOU, a debt to be paid, we wouldn't be where we are. Well,
2: I mean, that's just the way cookie crumbles, Jamar. <laughs> I mean, I did what I could. It worked out for us so far.
0: So far. Uh, let me do a quick little for the listeners at home so when i said retro sci-fi the beginning uh, the solar system is the solar system but there are things about it that are different venus is not the venus that we know to be real today this is the venus imagined by 60s era sci-fi writers so quick little uh venus environment Hot, humid, shallow seas and prehistoric jungle. Retrograde rotation, sun rises in the west. Atmosphere, breathable. Gravity, normal. Venus resembles Earth during the Mesozoic Age. The oceans teem with marine reptiles and armored fish, while the jungle-covered continents are home to ferocious dinosaurs, giant bugs, primitive mammals, and Neanderthal tribes. Crawling through the ruins of great elder cities. On Venus, humans are extremely low on the food chain, but the Hegemony and the JMC both maintain major military and scientific bases on the planet. Neither willing to cede territory to the other.
1: Can you explain the JMC?
0: Uh, it's like the it's a mega corporation, the Jupiter Mining Company, which now you know is the primary competing superpower to the uh, to the world government of Earth and Luna. And where the hegemony is, you know, super authoritarian and like everything is nationalized, kind of almost fascist, definitely super authoritarian. The JMC is super, everything is privatized. Everything is corporate and privatized and everything is profit driven. And both systems are bad to live under. That's Uh. why everyone is trying to, you know, break out and be independent in the... On the frontier colonies
2: what is the recent well i guess i don't know continue on with
0: the setting so that um you guys i'm not sure how you were able to finagle your way to venus and how you ended up so far from the major civilizations the major ports but probably you didn't want to be anywhere near them because you're fugitives to a degree um The Broken Fang is a small pub on the side of what is barely more than a game trail where loggers and huntsmen travel through the deep jungle uh, between other larger towns and cities built on the Venusian frontier.
1: Venusian.
0: It is a single room tavern built of native wood. With a bar and a just a diesel generator out back that keeps the lights on and keeps the refrigerator on, it's run by a surly uh, a surly Venusian pioneer. You don't know, you guys don't know where he's from. He just goes by Mike, and he is surly behind the bar, and you know serves you as long as you've got credits. And there is also a uh, Venusian native, a Neanderthal, playing a native instrument imagine like a combination of a didgeridoo and like a drum kit built into it and he's making a little bit of noise in the corner nobody else is there it's a dirt floor with uh just tables cut from stumps and chairs cut from stumps
1: kira how old are we and what do we look like (laughs) what do we look like sitting where we were sitting Jahar, don't you
2: ever look in the mirror?
1: I I try not to, because sometimes I see things that don't look like me. Well, you are beautiful, my, my friends. Um, if you were to look in the mirror, you would see... A short-statured young man with close-cropped hair, with uneven bangs <laughs> gold, gold bar earrings dark clothing with long sleeves and some intricate scalp tattoos those tattoos are looking pretty
2: good I did a bang up job
1: on those I
2: think you did <laughs> uh, look at my arms and like yeah I'm pretty I'm getting pretty buff uh, you know out of out of um, or just budding out of adolescence into, you know, adult muscles. Um, I like to wear my as I put my hair up into a tight bun um, because it's hot.
0: Yeah? Question mark. Yes. Yes. Uh, Venus, right now in the deep jungle, coming on evening time. It's probably. Uh, Low 80s, high 70s, and 100% humidity. That's that's far too high. <laughs> uh, my chest tattoo uh,
2: pokes out of my uh, my armor vest um, and up on the neck, and uh, I also have tattoos on my arms that <laughs> I've done myself. Yes. Um, what do you think of my my shark tattoo as I flex my arm, Jahar? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it looks a little too normal. Oh, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. It's a comfortable sense of normal. Well, maybe I've to add something. Comfortable to it. normal for you? Comfortable normal, right? I think I think the aura of Kira in general is a comfortable normal for me, which oh. is a uh, a person that is touched and weird to some degree, but has a grounding. I reach out and rub your short hair. huh ah.
0: So sweet. There's a bang, and the swinging saloon doors crash open, and a man stumbles in and collapses on the dirt floor right inside the doorway. Mike, behind the bar, he looks up, and then he looks at you guys, and you can tell he doesn't fucking like this. What is this? You guys are already in here not paying very much, (laughs) not drinking very much, and now there's... What he was already too drunk what's this what's his deal? You can see you can see Mike thinking there's a guy just lying on the floor.
2: I look at jar. Give a shrug. I don't know What's uh <laughs> do you want him out of here?
0: I mean, see if he's okay, Mike says uh and as he says that the guy on the ground he kind of he groans and he rolls over and he looks around and he's like oh shit where am i what's this place do you guys uh
1: have you guys got a radio it's the broken fang that's where you are (laughs) mike
0: behind the bar is like no man i ain't got no radio uh what you need And the guy on the ground kind of sits up and you see that he's holding his hands to his stomach and there's blood seeping between his fingers. And he's like, shit. I don't know how we're going to make it out of this. And you hear some shouting from outside.
2: I have a question for you, sir. What do you mean we?
0: He and a little bit of blood flexes his chin. Um, he looks. He looks like. A, I reached for my
2: machine gun that was like propped against the table yeah. and like pick it up into my arms.
0: He looks like a pretty typical Venusian bushman, like you know, an Earthman or from one of the other colonies, whatever. Uh, who is? He's dressed for the climate and he's dressed for the danger. He's wearing. Um, it sort of looks like military body armor. But it's uh, it's made from local um, animal hide, like thick dino skin. Um, and he's got a pistol in a holster on his chest. And he's bleeding a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, as I said. And he's like, well, I'm sorry to tell you. I thought I might find some help here. But um, they're not going to care that you had nothing to do with this. I don't like the sound of that, Jahar. At that moment, you hear a burst of gunfire from outside and bullets rip through the wooden walls. Uh, both of you give me agility rolls.
2: Um, can I, instead of looking out for myself, um, can I grab Jahar and put
0: him under the table? Do a slam down? Okay, give me, you give me a strength roll to okay. get him down like behind the table or something.
2: Woo! good start a, a spicy a start
0: critical one maybe uh, you slip your hand off the table and just kind of bonk your chin and uh. just take one damage Ouch. Jahar give me a d20 plus agility
1: 18 on my agility <laughs> of 0 I would like to <laughs> add a um, an asterisk to this roll in that I'm not terribly unsettled by the sound of gunfire because I'm not terribly focused on the <laughs> on, gunfire on reality? itself. <laughs> I am rubbing the lip of my glass of unspecified local fruit juice and rubbing it with more vigor as <laughs> the the tensions around me raise.
0: Hmm. Uh well, despite being <laughs> despite being a little bit out of it, uh, you you clocked what was happening, or you clocked maybe what Kiki was trying to do, and so you you did duck down. Bullets rip through you. F- you hear them like zip through the air over you, uh, and the guy on the ground is like shit, shit, shit. And Mike has ducked behind the bar. You don't see him right now. You hear a voice from outside saying, "Circle around. Make sure he doesn't get out." And then there's a kick, and the saloon doors burst open again, and another um, another man in what looks like fairly typical local, um, you know, local jungle gear, comes in, but he's rocking a shotgun, and he's looking at the guy on the ground. Now, um, we we blew through a couple rolls. We blew through a couple rolls, but let me just say for the listeners, the way this works is it's a D12 difficulty for everything. Players roll for their actions and also players roll to avoid or dodge or resist enemy actions. And everything is difficulty of 12 on one of the attributes. Um, Let's do a real quick, just like a coin flip, odds or evens. You guys pick odds or evens. For initiative, you're the decision maker, Kiki. Uh, Evans. Okay, two. You guys are going first. You You can hear that there are at least one other person outside, and this strange gunman has burst into the tavern, and he's already shot indiscriminately, or someone has. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to like do a big, loud finger whistle, Mm -hmm. which I can't do in real
2: life, but (laughs) Kiki can. Kiki. You know, whistles at the guy with a machine gun in one arm. Listen, just let me and my brother go. We walk out of here, leave you to business. Deal? All right. Um, give me a presence. That's going to be a seven. Mm. I'm not going to use this dice
0: ever again. <laughs> he turns to you and you know as he turns he's got a he's got a shotgun on his hip pointing right at you guys now the guy on the floor is still like <clears throat> um, and the fellow goes you stand in the way of the children of Atlantis we spare none and we we'll say hmm so usually you get a movement and an action I'm gonna say talking is a minor action. You still, if you want to do an attack, you can still do an attack on your. Time. Oh well, then sure, fucking like that. You gonna shred up. him? Five shot burst in the chest. Let's go. All right, so uh, it's a burst, so that's another presence roll. Um, basically, you get to roll five attacks.
2: All right, save new dice. That's a thirteen. That's a hit. That's a thirteen. That's a nineteen. That's a 11, and dirty uh, 20.
0: So that's one miss. One miss. One miss out of the five. All right, give me those five. Uh, those four damage rolls. Uh, D6. Four D6s. D damage. There's ah. a chance he could survive.
2: Well, There's okay.
0: a small chance he could survive Let's here. let not let that
2: happen. So that's uh, 9 and 11.
0: Mm. You blow him away with a burst from your machine gun. Uh, Most of them hit. He drops his shotgun. He's shredded. You see, you know, puffs of blood and scale armor and splatters of blood on the wall behind him as he just gets blown out of the doorway. Uh, Jahar, what do you do?
1: In normal circumstances, I don't think I would be paying too much attention to the behaviors of those around me, but when... Kiki is involved in violent actions it stirs me in a way that unkilters me. (laughs) And I see Kiki open up and I look over and I make direct eye contact and I start to shake
2: and I start to get
1: violently uncomfortable and I start to reach for a a a thread of the void around me to inform what is happening outside the walls of this tavern, I start to reach reach deep inside to try to understand okay. what, I, what I can feel. Are you,
0: uh, you casting seance? Yes. Okay. So, uh, meditate on the psychic currents and flow of the universe to gain otherwise secret information. Give me a weirdness roll. That's a four. That's mm. <laughs> not so hot. Uh, (laughs) Uh, using a psionic roll requires a successful weirdness roll or using a power requires when attempting a psionic's roll a critical failure results in d6 side damage to the psionic you didn't crit fail you just boofed it you weren't able to pull off the power Um, your nose starts to bleed a little bit but nothing harmful you know think stranger things and that's it uh i'm gonna call that your action if you still want to move you can but i'm gonna say right now you're kind of in cover under the uh behind because all the tables and stools are just big chunks of uh, log stood on their end so
1: you're on the floor and you're kind of in cover you could move or you could stay i'm just gonna look to kira and say find the threads find the door yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Uh, so, before the enemy's turn, you hear a bang, and just in time to see Mike and the Neanderthal uh, musician, they both run out a back door behind the bar and just disappear into the, into the jungle outside. What the fuck, Mike? <laughs> you hear a gunshot and a yell. And then right after they leave that way, a, another uh, another gunman comes in that same back door, and a third comes in the front door where you just wasted a guy. They look and see they're both rocking submachine guns, and you know, seeing you guys over where you're at and a dead guy on the or not dead guy, but the the wounded guy on the floor. One of them shoots at the wounded guy. <laughs> You don't really see what happens. Just bullets are you know, spanking and uh, impacting in the dirt around him. Uh, but one of them sprays at you guys. Both of you give me agilities. Um, Jahar, give me agility with advantage because you're in cover to avoid being shot. Another 11. Mm. Uh, choose the higher. Yep. Advantage. Choose the higher. 15. 15. All right. Uh, you feel bullets hit the heavy wooden stump that you're hiding behind, but you don't get hit. Um, Kiki. Um, You take a bullet, it kind of glances off your light armor, reduced by your D2 armor. Let's see how that goes. Hmm. I mean, it reduces it by one. Hmm. So it clipped your armor, did no damage. It's now your guys' turn. There's a guy on the floor who doesn't look like he's going to be much help, and there's two gunmen, one at each door to the bar.
2: Um. Can I want to knock over the table? Okay. To give Jahar better cover from uh, the front door.
0: Okay. From the front door shooter. Yeah. Um. Give me a strength roll. If you pass it, I'll call it your movement. You just did it as part of movement, and you can still shoot. If you fail, that'll be your action, but you can still move.
2: That's uh, 18. All
0: right. You easily flip the table, and you get it right where you are. So, Jahar, you're enjoying significant cover from the guy uh, at the front door.
2: And Then I light light the two boys in the back up. Okay. Um, Five shots. I can spread it with a machine gun. I can spread it along three targets. Uh, So I do two at one, three at the other.
0: Okay. So they're on like opposite sides. There's only two guys. Oh, there's only two guys. There's one bad guy behind the bar now, one bad guy at the front. I thought you said there was two that came in the
2: back. Gotcha. So I just light the guy, the one guy up who came in through the back. Okay. Presence rolls. Uh, 17. That's a hit. Dirty 22. That's a hit. 16. That's a hit. Nine. That's a miss. Uh,
0: 16. Another four hits. Bow, 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 bow. Again, small chance he could live. My God. Kira,
1: you're dangerous.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's
0: going to live, I think. Uh, Seven. Right. <laughs> seven. <laughs>
1: Don't <laughs> doubt yourself. Uh,
0: so your, your burst, at first it's just impacting in the heavy wooden bar, but then mm. it stitches up, you get it on target, and several of them hit the guy, and he also gets blown over, big blood splatter on the wall behind him, and he is dead. Jahar, what are you doing?
1: Without peering up from behind the knockdown table and perhaps clutching the now broken empty glass (laughs) of what was once my local fruit juice, which perhaps now, as I clutch it tighter, it's not it's not being friendly to my hands as I rub them over the lip, which is jagged and broken. and I feel I feel the sharp pain. and it makes me reach deep inside, and I'm reaching for something extreme and i'm 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 feeling pressure build up within, and I look over as much as I can over to Kira without without breaking my focus and as much as I don't want to hurt my sister. I feel a welling of pulse from inside that makes me want to explode. And I'm going to try to cerebral pulse Mm. the room around me, despite the potential blowback that might hit my sister. All right. And not just the room. I think I'm reaching for less of a local, intense boom and more of a larger, louder, scary intimidation Mm -hmm. pulse to just minorly... Hit those around me, but let them know that they're dealing with an entity that reaches for the universe far beyond what they want to mess with. Someone <laughs> someone who can touch the void. Someone who has been touched back by the void. <laughs> Give me that weirdness rule. What? My dude. <laughs> That's a five. Of weird <laughs> that ain't going to do it. Um, do you move? I don't think I need to move. Your
0: nosebleed continues to dribble down your chin, but uh, you're unable to touch the void. And <laughs> use your psionics. You staying in cover. Yes. All right. Um, the remaining guy with the submachine gun at the front door, he starts trying to rotate to get an angle on um, to get an angle on Kiki. Uh, Kiki, give me an agility roll to see if you stay within cover as he moves around. Critical one, baby. Ooh. You kind of like <laughs> you're you're trying to move and you kind of slip and he gets around and he's got a he's got a clear shot on you. Uh, give me another agility to avoid his burst of gunfire. Eighteen. Okay. You kind of slipped, but then you kind of got back in cover. <laughs> Bullets, you know, they're in the in the dirt all around you. Some of them are blowing splinters off the table, but. You're not hit. Your guys' turn. Now, you don't have to go first. You can switch off. If you want to jump up and say, like, you know, I act first, you can do that. It's just group initiative. Either one of you can go because it's
1: your team's turn. I think, to some degree, the the sense of fear and dread I have for someone even having a close-to-good shot on my sister, my close person that I kept with me all these years, breaks me, and I try this time for a more damaging local cerebral pulse. All right. Because <laughs> although I wouldn't like to hurt her, I instead of doing a more intimidation pulse, I want to do one that's just more damaging for the local environment around me, and I just want to hit and hurt. You want like I'm hurting? Yeah. All right. Give me that side roll.
0: Hey. That's a 21. That's good. Uh, Give me a d10. Thank you.
2: Um, Can I. Because I also have psionics. Yeah. Can I roll for resist?
0: Um, Yeah, give me a weirdness roll to see if you resist before he rolls the damage. Oh! 13, baby. All right.
1: Give me the damage roll. I know what my brother can do. I'm closing it on the glass, and I'm squeezing so tight, <laughs> and I just want to hurt because I'm 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 pained by the sounds around me and the feelings hands. that I feel through Kira. It's a seven seven advantage.
0: damage. All right, uh, Kiki, you take four damage. The uh, the other gunman, he kind of spasms, and there's like a popping sound and blood fountains from his ears and nose and under his eyelids and he just he goes down like a puppet string cut um kiki
2: um i'm gonna roll out from behind the the table you know take a a prone position on the door okay that's good
0: uh so like an opportunity attack? Yeah. Good move, because the very next thing that happens is another uh another figure bursts through the door. Give me give, give me your opportunity attack if you're taking it. Dirty twenty-one. Alright. Dirty 20,
2: Nine. Dirty twenty one dirty twenty-two. Nineteen. All right, another four hits. Thank God. Give me that. Four hit Kira. Mm-hmm. Uh, twelve uh,
0: plus five is seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was gonna roll for his armor, but I don't think he can <laughs> survive four. Yeah, he's fucking dead. These guys, you know, they're just they're just uh, you know, jungle gunmen. Um, The guy, basically, he makes like a step and a half into the door before your burst of gunfire blows him back out the door with a scream, clearly dead. Get out! You hear a clatter, and uh, you see a... um, And stay out! You see a cutlass, like a, you know, a Space Navy cutlass, clatter to the floor right where he was standing, and he is blown back out of sight. After a few moments... And the ringing of gunfire starts to fade. You're like, hmm. Sounds like that was it. Um, Let's do... When the smoke clears.
2: Mm -hmm. So.
0: uh, So for the listeners... Yeah. What is this? So this is the mechanic for um, after a... After a combat encounter... Uh, the hit points in this game are not meant to be, like, super representative of your character's strength for, like, a day of adventuring. This is, like, how likely you are to survive a single gunfight. So, when the smoke clears, after an encounter, all characters must roll their ammo dice for every weapon they used, as well as oxygen if they're in a toxic or vacuum atmosphere, and any other supplies that you might have used as the game master dictates. Reduce your supply or ammunition dice on a roll of one or two, and if there is time, catch your breath and regain d4 hit points. There is time. So, everyone roll for your ammo and roll a d4 to regain lost hit points. I didn't spend any ammo. You're good or get hit. So, you're okay. You're (laughs) just just kind of cowering a little bit, but that's because your sister helped. I did shoot a lot of bullets. So, Dane rolled, a, I rolled one a 1 on his D8. That reduces his D8 to a D6 for his ammunition. Four. Oh,
2: close. Three hit points recovered.
0: Okay. So, that's not so bad. Um,
1: let me pull up.
2: So, after page? a couple moments, um, I'm going to... Uh, Get up off the floor and go. Uh, well, I start checking you out, making sure I was like, "You hit Jhar? Are you good?"
1: As as much as it would normally freak somebody out to hurt their sibling that they hold dear, <laughs> I'm not too upset by it. Strangely, because um, I err on the side of destructive nature rather than that of preservation. So I I, I feel that. I'm not too worried that I hurt you in my in my extreme outburst. Yeah, that's the way I, it is. With a with a
2: sarcastic smile, like maybe we should make this room place a silent reflection. <laughs> you know, it's all good, jar I wish silence just in this
1: world. All right.
2: We're going to make it, buddy. We're going to make that happen. We're gonna, I'm going to kill every single person that talks. Just for you, bud.
0: There are uh, three dead gunmen around the front door and one dead gunman behind the bar. There is the stranger who crawled in before this gunfight started. Um, one of the gunmen, the last one to come in, the one who dropped a cutlass... He's wearing much heavier armor. Looks like it's made from heavy dino hide, and uh, he was carrying a he was carrying a hand cannon and a cutlass. The other two were carrying submachine guns, and the one behind the or the yeah two of them had submachine guns. One of them had a shotgun. Uh, do you guys do you guys I rummage?
2: Checked, I checked the the guy who crawled in injured. He dead. I checked for life. Yes,
1: uh, that fellow is dead. I'm gonna look over at my sister and sort of dart my eyes towards the one jungle man in heavy armor and say, "I think I see something strange about him." I'll go. i go check that out. All right. I
0: investigate the guy with heavy armor. Okay. Um, give me actually, okay, so both of you give me a D8 roll. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, uh, give me two D8, both of you. Um, is this.
2: These Does are... this fit into my investigator advantage?
0: Uh, no, this okay. is just the, the like loot and items. This is like rummaging their pockets and checking them out, and then I will also tell you what you find. Fifty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, them! Add, add the results together. <laughs> add the results together. Tell me what you got. Twelve. Uh, Sixteen. So thirty. Okay. Um.
1: Wait. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Thank you. you. Don't be crazy. Uh, okay. Sometimes I see things I don't mean to see. <laughs>
0: so, um, you uh, you found full ammo. Basically, the uh, for the submachine guns they share ammunition. So, if you were to take a submachine gun, either of you, you would get a submachine gun and d12 for your ammunition dice. Uh, what did you roll? Twelve. Twelve. Uh five D ten credits. So uh give me five D tens. I don't know if we have five uh, here at the table.
2: I think we can manage 123
1: One, two, three. Four five five five
2: five five. One, three. Uh, 3 plus 7 is... No, 3 plus 4 is 7. 9. That's not a D10. Get out of here. Um, 9 plus 7 16. is 16. 26. That's a 10. What? Well, yeah, but, you know, it's a... This oh, is a, this oh is that's a, a,
0: That's the D100. Yes. Okay, so that's 1. 26. Okay.
2: Thank you. 26 credit
0: does. Nice. All right. So that's what you guys find just, like, in rummaging. As far as what you see with these guys, uh, the three kind of henchmen gunmen, they look like just, you know, classic jungle adventurers. Most of their gear is either, you know, cheap stuff that is light enough to ship through space or it's local like dinosaur hide and like cured skins and stuff like that. What? Um, The big guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The big guy has like kind of ornate spiky armor made from some sort of ceratopsian Real thick, good skin. Um, it would be uh, medium armor, or wait, if you wanted to take it off of
2: him. Yes. Well, my first question is, didn't did my uh, machine gun burst kind of shred it?
0: Uh, it shredded the other guys for sure, because okay. they were nothing. Um, you would get medium armor, so up to D four if you took the uh, the heavy dino hide from that guy, um, and the other fellow. The stranger who came in before the gunfight, his would also be uh, medium armor. Would that change our speed? Medium uh, would not. You would still be fast. Um, it would just bump you up to D four.
2: Does the Dino armor have arms,
0: or is it just a chest piece? Uh, it's got. It's got like please. Uh, it's got like half sleeves, like like uh, that's what I was thinking. Like Uh, like football gear or lacrosse gear, kind of.
2: Is it more like shoulder? Yeah, it's it's like like shoulder,
0: and it like hangs down over your bicep a little bit. I rock that. Okay, so up to medium armor, uh, negative D four instead of D two. Nice.
2: Um. You might look pretty good, pretty slick in that Jahar. I point to the the guy who crawled in, already shot. If you
1: want, of course. You already look great. <laughs> I crack an unusual smile. An uncharismatic unchar- smile, uncharacteristic smile.
0: Aside from that, there's nothing uh, very identifying about the gunman who attacked the Broken Fang except that um, they all have uh, they all have tattoos around their arms and necks, and uh, cooler than ours. Yeah, <laughs> cooler is <laughs> cooler is subjective. <laughs> it is um, it is script in an alien language. Um, uh, if you wanted to parse pop, it a little yeah, bit, you could try in weirdness. Can I pop a, a
2: weirdness? Or weirdness?
0: I guess, I guess no for you because uh, you investigate with your wits or with your New smarts. On. Or do you investigate with your weirdness? I think I this think might be a weirdness one. I I would say alien it's a weirdness. Alien runes, yeah. alien
2: scripts, I feel like. Same, give me a... Uh,
0: give me a roll. Give me a weirdness roll.
2: All right. Would this count as advantage for yes. clues? Yes. Yeah, advantage knows. for clues. Ba, ba, da, ba.
0: <laughs> 19. That's fucking highest. Nice. All right. Um, <laughs> it's script that... Um, You're probably not super familiar with, but you probably, like, it was mentioned in some classes because you guys went to, you know, a military psionic fucking, you know, kidnapping academy. (laughs) Um, It is Atlantean script, which, from what the scholars can tell, uh, there were humans of a civilization that was... A civilization that predates anything known on Earth. There were humans that served the great elders across the solar system. And they're generally referred to as Atlanteans or the the Empire of Atlantis.
2: Jahar, what are you doing to the table?
0: <laughs> I'm just commuting. I'm just communing, you little weirdo.
2: I uh I, you know, give a like a what what kind of face is that? Like a like a frown shrug, yeah, like a, mm. sure, all right, <laughs> you know, facial expression, um, as I you know check my
0: the bolts of my machine gun, make sure it's ready to go. On the stranger, you find um, you know he had a pistol in a chest rig, um, it is down to its last mm-hmm. single bullet, so like wouldn't even be an ammo dice, uh, just sure. like one shot in a sidearm. Um, you find a credit chip. That has. Get a uh... give me a d ten. Oh, it is a credit chip with a thousand credits hey! on it. With a thousand credits on it, there's also uh, a pretty advanced like military style communicator, and a single data card that could slot into it. Imagine like a Game Boy, like cartridge, a little data cartridge. Um, The cartridge is just blank gray plastic with a little strip of masking tape on it and some writing in the same script as the gunmen have tattooed on them. This, I looked at Jahar, this idiot forgot he had a radio.
1: (laughs) I think your friend has other friends who might possibly be interested in the things that are happening. Around this world. Shahar, you know I don't have any friends besides you. (laughs) What
2: would you say? A military communicator? Yeah, a
0: military style communicator. Um, Yeah, imagine like a big chunky Game Boy. It has... We would say like the functionality of... Not a smartphone, but like a Palm Pilot. You know, from the late 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like big and chunky hard plastic. Like a military... Uh, you know, Kiki's not a great speller. It turns out. <laughs> and then the the data cartridge. All right. Um. I pick up the
2: cutlass, mm-hmm. weighing it in my hands, and I have like a shock stick and a cutlass, and I do like some some double double. Uh, what do they call that? Dual wielding,
0: yeah. you know,
2: practice is like, you know, this seems pretty cool. Uh,
0: and I keep the cutlass. You keep the cutlass. The cutlass is, um, it is a primary weapon. It's a large melee weapon. So uh, D12 and it's kinetic, not energy, obviously. Large cutlass. It has a stamp on it. Um, no serial number, because it's you know, just a single piece of steel with a little polymer handle molded onto the bottom, uh, but it has a hegemony navy stamp on it. And you guys know that um, when space travel and space warfare kind of became a thing, uh, there was a refocus on like fencing and melee combat, because guns aboard a ship is a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Blowing holes through your... Um... Stop blowing holes in my ship! Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, hegemony, navy and marines, JMC, mercenaries, oftentimes
1: they're also trained in fencing and sword fighting for shipboard stuff. I think while my sister Kira is experimenting her stances with her new found melee weapons, I am delicately running my fingers over some of these alien script tattoos that we find on the, uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the intruders of our otherwise friendly bar experience. And I think I might close my eyes. You give me a seance? And perform a bit of a seance to try mm-hmm. to suss out a little bit of what these runes might tell me. Okay. In a very weird way. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a little weirdo. He's might a little some, creep. Might be some tongue in That is a
0: dirty 20.
1: Oh. Mm. All
0: right. So the way you mainline a little bit of secret truth of the universe, mm. true detective style, um, you know, I mean, they said they are the children of Atlantis. Uh, you know them to be, you didn't know, but now you know because you're seancing. You know them to be uh, one of the cults that is kind of grown up around the alien ruins and the great elders, this, this ancient empire that somehow built the solar system. Uh, This is a cult of modern humans who have like decided there's some sort of truth or answer to be found in this stuff and something that they care very deeply about. Um, This stranger stole something from them. Not hard to intuit that it was, the little cartridge that he was carrying and the other impression that you get is treasure map
1: Mm.
0: and that is where we're going to end this episode of two-headed game master but don't worry it's going to be back i was just getting weird i know it's just getting weird it's exciting (laughs) um so Two-headed Game Master, obviously, if you like what you hear, head on over to 2HGM.com. we got all kinds of stuff there. We've got uh, downloadable RPG material. We've got a link to our cool Patreon. We've got Afterlife, our first full-length RPG product. A world, an original, original world rules. and a game system. Yep. 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 Um, Did you already say the Patreon thing? Yeah, I link, zoned out there link to our Patreon as well. Um... Either well, you and me, we we do this every time. Sharif, you got anything you want to plug or you know suggest people check out before we close out this episode? And don't worry, this is not the end of uh, Kiki and Jahar's adventures.
1: Keep an open mind to those that are weird around you. (laughs) You never know what they might see. That's good. Uh,
0: Thank you to the Burning Saviors. For the use of the song Pond Hill is Finest. We want to do uh, well real quick one, one real quick.
2: Where um where can you find the rest of this
0: adventure? Mm. Yes. Okay, so this adventure is going to continue on uh bye weeks of the 2HGM podcast. So this is going to be a regular episode coming out regularly, and on alternating Wednesdays, we will be releasing the rest of this episode yeah. in uh you know chunks. Really, just stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Out.
2: Check us out, follow us, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, whatever, you know, those things. Yeah,
0: all the cool stuff. Uh, yeah. Thank you again to the Burning Saviors. Use the song Pontillo's Finest, intro and outro to our show. And we will see y'all next time. See you next time. Keep the weather eye up the horizon. <laughs> <laughs>